Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Oh. That's my cue. <laughs> Happy hump day. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am just in an especially good mood tonight. Woo-woo! Hump day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am in a good mood tonight. I'm not really sure why, because the news ain't particularly good. Uh, we, But you know what? It's just always a joy to hang out with you guys. And I know I say that every night, but it's just absolutely true that I get to hang out with you guys. I get to talk about all the topics of the day with my peeps out there. I get to exercise my First Amendment rights, which are so under attack. I don't know if any of you guys have heard, because it's not getting a lot of coverage out there, what is going on with these January 6th defendants. I've got an incredible story. Everybody's talking about this Merrick Garland hearing today. I'm going to give you a different spin on it as it relates to what's going on with the DOJ and the January 6th defendants with an incredibly disturbing story to share with you guys tonight. Also disturbing is the extent of which the Democrats are moving economically against all Americans to pay for and to usher in their socialist communist agenda. Now, as if you wasn't taxed already enough and paying over $5 a gallon in most parts of California, the Biden administration has a plan to tax you on money you hadn't even earned yet. <laughs> yeah, so we've got Dave Elhoff is going to be here tonight. Uh, we've got that and two other financial topics for the financial thought doctor. He's going to be here. I've got some incredible information to share with you guys about why you should not go to the hospital if you have COVID. And if you have to go to the hospital with COVID, what you need to take with you, some really important documents. And so I've got some information to share with you guys tonight. And I'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Did you, a question of the day, um, did you watch the Merrick Garland uh, testimony? I, I really didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. You can weigh in on that. Any of the topics of the day, really, the the, the phones are open uh, for you guys out there. And of course, Got to bring in my man. Phones are always open to him. I'm always happy to have him share his thoughts on the topics of the day. It's DJ Potato Skins. I think they might have left DJ Potato Skins off the manifesto, but it'll be back. Winning, winning, winning. You're not doing a lot of winning right now, Andrea. Well, but you know what? Here's a little bit of good news for y'all. Um, so in fact, you gave me the story at the end of the show last night. I didn't get a chance to get to it, but I guess Biden was trying to stump for Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. That race is going terribly bad. In fact, I think I'm going to have Brian Maloney from Red Red Wave America come on tomorrow night to tell you guys everything you need to know about it. We don't typically spend a lot of time on other states. We tend to focus on national news, but this is, this race has national implications. And so they bring Biden in. Okay. First of all, you know, you're desperate and you're in a horrible position when you bring, bringing Biden in to stump for you, not only because his, his, his approval numbers are, you know, um, in, it literally down the drain. I mean, they're in the, what are they? It's just like when Newsom brought Biden in. Well, yeah. I mean, his, his poll numbers are down at what? 38, 40%. I mean, he's even peeling off Democrats. So he's got no, no support from the public. He's tanking everywhere from approvals from the economic disaster, the, the border situation. And then on top of it, dude can't, can't complete a sentence. So he brings Biden out there 25 times. Biden, who was screaming the entire time because he's trying to compensate for his cognitive issues and his failing health. So he's screaming the entire time. And he mentioned Trump 25 times in this speech. So then Trump 
it says today he just may make a little visit to Virginia and uh, do a little campaign stop well, there. Andrea, and I mean this sincerely, what would the other side do without Trump? Well, it, it's um, at this point, they got to figure it out because it's not working for them. If you look no, at his poll, at poll numbers going in the tank, um, got to get you guys some really incredible information. I told you guys yesterday to watch this press conference today hosted by Dr. Lee Valite from truthforfreedom.org. She had people like Dr. Peter McCullough, who I've I've who's leading at the forefront of truthful information out there about what's going on with coronavirus going all the way back to the beginning a year and a half ago, everything from the disease itself, its mortality rates, it's, you know, how contagious it was all through treatments, information and shots. He was a part of this today. Attorney Thomas Renzu has been on the show a couple of times, was talking today about lawsuits and, and legal issues surrounding it. The most important person that I heard who had the most astounding information was a Dr. Brian Artis. And I'm going to go through some of what he said. And it's based in um, actual facts and it's based in uh, studies that were done. So this is not somebody just popping off with opinions. One of the what he really focused on today is what happens in the hospitals, not just from a legal standpoint. We heard today about how they're denying certain things they are isolating patients and all that. Uh, what he talked about is hospital protocols that are happening, and they've been happening since May 2020. And and the Fauci protocols, which are being implemented across the country, and the hospitals are implementing it in part primarily because they're being compensated to do so, in spite of the deaths that are occurring as a result of these protocols. As of May 1, 2020, one drug and one drug alone uh, was designated to be used on patients in hospitals, and it's remdesivir. Um, in fact, in Fauci's memo, when he uh, laid out his protocols and he picked remdesivir to be used, he bashed hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And he based his desire to use or his, his protocols for remdesivir on two Ebola studies. The problem is, according to Dr. Brian Artis, who read these studies, is that there were uh, three, uh, four drugs used in these Ebola studies. I, um, remdesivir. Uh, was pulled. It was the only drug out of the four that were used in the study to actually be pulled because of its high mortality rate of over 50%. It was the least effective and the most deadly. And so it was pulled uh, from uh, the studies. And also the most, one of the things that's most important to realize too, is that in addition to the mortality rates, as though that's bad enough, it not only was it not effective, it caused acute kidney failure. And this is documented. According to Dr. Brian Artis, the side effects of this drug is so bad on patients that it is now the primary cause of death in hospitals. When somebody is is put on this drug immediately, they go into, um, when they're put on this drug, uh, and when they when you go into a hospital, the protocol is even if you've been on hydroxychloroquine or another drug prior to going into the hospital, they were they and, and even if it's been showing some success, they're removing you from those drugs and immediately putting you on remdesivir. Uh, according to Dr. Artis, acute kidney failure shows up beginning in day three, if not four and five, as well as other organ failures. And what happens is uh, this drug makes the patients retain water. And and fl- therefore, and then floods the heart and the lungs with mucus. It causes a condition called pulmonary edema. Then that requires the ventilator. 
the National Institute for Health has a document that lists lists remdesivir as a, a side effect of liver toxicity and kidney failures. The same NIH document shows that ivermectin has zero side effects. What a lot of people don't know is that the NIH has a document on its website that shows that ivermectin is an approved drug to treat COVID. Most people don't know this. So one of the takeaways, well, I'm going to get into what you need. If you have to go to the hospital, what you what you need to do. Um, he, he went on to say that hospitals are being bribed by Medicare and being offered a 20% bonus if they'll use remdesivir instead of ivermectin. The cost for the treatment for remdesivir is $2,300 for the five-day whatever treatment, plus the 20% when ivermectin cost per day $24. He says that there is, like I said, there's a chart from the NIH that shows that ivermectin is an approved treatment. So he says, first of all, the key, we're killing patients. We need, you need to be treated with uh, and treated early with, uh, you know, the combination ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, you know, the um, anti-inflammatories, budesonide, prednisone. And everybody knows now what the package is, right? It's what Joe Rogan talked about. And Joe Rogan's doctor says he's treated over 200 Congress members with this combination of drugs. They know what works. They know what works. They also know what doesn't work. He said that these hospitals, that um, it, that in 96, when you're in the hospital for 96 consecutive hours, of those in the hospital, 96 consecutive hours, 84.8% are dying. Those are the people on the ventilators. He says vents are a death sentence. He went on to to say that the U.S. has the highest death rate in the world. We are one of the only countries that's using remdesivir as our primary treatment in hospitals. Less than 5%, we're less than 5% of the world's population, but 25% of the world's death. Brazil is the second highest only since they started using remdesivir, because initially Fauci bought up the world's supply of remdesivir. France um, took five patients and put them on remdesivir. Uh, within a few days, they were suffering kidney failure and other things, so they were, took some of them off remdesivir. At that point, um, they, uh, four of the five didn't make it to the 14 days rem, remdesivir treatment. So for, they immediately were wising up that this was causing you know, kidney failure in the patients and, and, renal fa- and pulmonary edema. So they took them off. However, two of the five still died. France at that point does not use remdesivir on its patients. They discontinued use. So what Dr. Brian Artis has said is that, first of all, we need early treatment is key. Early treatment is key. Early treatment is key. This is not without intention that they are telling people to stay at home, denying them treatment, telling you that when you're sick enough to where you're suffering and can't breathe, you got to go to the hospital. That's when they put you on remdesivir and put you on a ventilator. He says, if you have to go to the hospital, um, there's a couple places you can go. You need, you need to take with you a few things. You need to take with you the document from the NIH that shows ivermectin is an approved treatment. So that they have to use this on you. You also need to have a power of attorney and you need to have a medical directive with you. You need to take control before you show up to a hospital. This is absolutely astounding 
that this is going on in the United States of America. Do you show that it, it you know, that, it says, that that document that says that I, ivermectin is it's a proven therapy, do they have to give it to you? Well, they, what would be their argument otherwise? This is why you need a power of attorney because one of the, th- and, and a medical directive, you also need to have, have an attorney uh, with you, not just a power of attorney, somebody, you know, that, that can make decisions for you if right. you become unconscious. But, you know, it, I, w- I would make sure that I've got an attorney lined up to represent me and my medical needs before I went to the hospital with that so that they couldn't try to try to use some, you know, um, nonsense and trot out some suit from the legal department at the hospital, hospital administration to try to tell you otherwise. Yeah, be prepared. You've got to be prepared. It's it's absolutely unconscionable that that psychopath Fauci is in charge. We also no longer have a situation to where our doctors, Paul, Dr. Tom, uh, uh, Attorney Tom Wren said today that if you doctors out there that are participating in the slaughter of Americans through through a drug that is killing patients and denying them life saving treatments, he says he's going to he's going to he's going to come after you. Yeah, they're With violating lawsuits. their oath. Absolutely violating their oath. This is about money and it's about power. And Americans are dying as a result of it. And now, and it's also as they use these mortality rates in the hospitals to justify these shots that are also killing people. And now they want, they want to, you know, force it on your five-year-old. Hat tip to Emerald Robinson before I take a break. Uh, she tweeted out today. She's about the best. Uh, she's the only reason for me to be on Twitter. She tweeted out today. The only reason to give your five to 11-year-old this COVID shot is if you want to give them uh, uh, the, the gift of myocarditis for Christmas. Right. They don't get it or give it, Andrea. No. People need to wise up, okay, as to what's going on out there. We're going to take a break. We come back. You also need to wise up as to what's going on with the DOJ and what's happening out there. Shocking story coming out of a courtroom today regarding a January 6th defendant. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. A couple of points that I forgot to mention earlier about um, if you don't go to the hospital unless you have to and what to do when you go there. Um, there's a couple things to... Um, um, do on the discharge. But before we get to that, um, one of the things, this information I'm about to give you is from Truth For Health. They're the people that did the press conference today. And you can go to truthforhealth.org and print this out. It's the um, steps to take before hospitalization um, printout. Uh, they've got a, cur- a COVID early treatment guide. Uh, take that. You want, you want to make sure you've got everything ready before you get sick, if you get it. Um, prepare the uh, COVID specific healthcare power of attorney. Again, um, go to um, decide on whether or not to allow the use of remdesivir. Decide whether or not you're going to allow uh, intubation or a ventilator. So if you're not going to want to be put on a vent, you want to have a, this is why you need a COVID specific medical directive. You also um, want to make sure that you uh, that your family and your attorneys and people have access to you as well as access to your medical records, because one of the things that's happening is they're denying family and patients even seeing their own records. So um, if they refuse to provide electronic access 
to your records. There's things that you can do. Uh, you want to you want to get an attorney involved immediately to send a demand letter and seek a court order to force them to give you access because they're they're hiding people's own medical records from them. Um, and same thing for the family. If if you're being told you're not allowed to visit, you're that's uh, unacceptable. So send it, have your attorney send a demand letter to seek access uh, to the patients. Um, a lot of people don't realize patients get there, they get they they get admitted, and then um, they they feel like they can't leave, and that's not true. You have the right to to deny any medical treatment; it can't be forced on you. So that's one of the things they want you to understand. Uh, to be prepared to deal with hospital threats, you will die if you leave. It is your choice whether to risk death in a hospital or risk death at home with family. You have a right to decide your course of action. You have a right to reject any medical treatment and to seek discharge, even if it's against medical advice people people are going into these hospitals and not leaving whether or not they want to stay there whether or not they want the treatment so um, they go on to say that when it comes to discharge arrange to arrange to have an attorney present at the hospital on site when you go to leave to push back against any um, against any threats from the hospital they consider they suggest maybe considering arranging an ambulance to arrive just prior to the attorney and the family so there's no delay so that they don't try to delay you from being able to leave. Uh, review carefully all discharge documents before anyone signs. And hospital AMA forms typically have blanket release of liability for all claims against the hospital. Do not sign this. Hospitals cannot stop discharge for failure to sign their AMA forms. Um, so those are just some things to keep in mind. Okay, so... Um, Got to get into this January 6th. I'll take a look at this during the break, Sugaroo. Um, I got to get into this January 6th story here today. Merrick Garland appeared today before. I don't I don't watch any of these theatrical productions anymore when they bring anybody forth. It's nothing but a dog and pony show. Pathetic. It's pathetic. Cruz did about the best he could, you know, to try to get him to answer a question. I mean, you know, he just, he, you know... These are these do nothing but provide an opportunity for Merrick Garland to skirt the issues, to avoid, to sit there and obfuscate, to sit there and propagate nonsense and lies. If the Republican Party ever wanted to hold anybody accountable, they would have they would have flushed out the crap weasel deep state corrupt criminals in the FBI and the DOJ when they had Trump in the White House and they had both houses of Congress. This is crap. And because they didn't, because they didn't hold anybody in the Obama administration responsible before Trump even took office for for covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton, for electioneering and trying to affect the outcome of an election with all of their illegal surveillance, all of their illegal uh, use of of the, the FISA courts. Then they implemented their insurance policy and launched some illegal special counsel, uh, uh, you know, supposed investigation into into a Russian collusion uh, story that everybody, including the Republican Party, knew was a hoax the fbi and the doj if they cared about if they cared about holding anybody responsible jim comey would have been fired right jim comey would have been prosecuted so would john brennan jim clapper and beyond michael flynn was railroaded roger stone was railroaded papadopoulos was railroaded and i said then we're all going to be michael flynn if nobody's held accountable to this and so what happened? What happened? Almost before Trump's even out of office, a rally 
gets turned into something in part because of agents inside our government and Nancy Pelosi not having proper security there and the all things that I talked about last night. Then it became an excuse to call it a violent insurrection, which it never was, to try to declare 70 million MAGA voters as deranged domestic terrorists wanting to overthrow the government. Then they proceeded to launch a widespread net to try to get anybody who was around January 6th. And they succeeded. And they denied all these people bail, put them in solitary confinement, persecuted them. And the point was, and, and then we had a judge who wasn't going to let somebody out because they refused to acknowledge that the January, that the November election was valid. Fast forward to what happened today. So we finally have a January 6th defendant who's being released on bail before his hearing. Now, now, now also remember that we had Kamala Harris, vice president, who contributed to a bail fund that, that, um, that immediately let violent, felonious criminals back out on the street immediately. Ones that burned down buildings, beat business owners over the head with two by fours. Immediately they're out on the jail at a jail, paid for by Kamala Harris. But these are nonviolent people, right? Most of them trespassers still in jail. Well, they finally got one. They finally got one to capitulate. What is going on in our U.S. government today is exactly what happened under Mao's cultural Marxist revolution, where they did something, they implemented something using the Red Guards that was called struggle sessions. And the point of it was to use emotional, psychological, and physical abuse to break the will of the dissidents to get them to admit to their thought crimes. And that's exactly what happened through the Department of Justice and through the court system today. One of the January 6th defendants wrote a letter blaming Trump for what happened, admitting, uh, uh, describing his shame as to what happened on January 6th, promising to never attend another rally for the rest of his life saying that Trump was to blame for it and that Trump should be ostracized from politics going forward. I thought, who wrote this letter? Liz Cheney? Merrick Garland? It was exactly word for word for what crap was said in the impeachment hearings. He was only able to be released under the condition that he's not allowed to watch a talk show. <laughs> what? That's insanity. It's complete insanity. I know I'm, I'm bumping up on a break. I will get to Elhoff, but you guys have to hear what has gone on here. Some of the things that happened today from Judge Jackson, quote, he came here fired up to his to his attorney. He came here fired up about the stolen election. Where was he getting his information? Facebook? The news? Excuse me. Is, is it, I, I, you, I'm so quaint. I'm so old school. I remember a time when judges, when it was their job to just apply the law. Did you, did you, did you commit armed robbery? Did you steal a car? Did you, you know, um, you know, did you cheat on your taxes and was it confirmed? No, she's wanting to know where he gets his information. Since when is it a judge's right to know what magazines you read or what you're watching? She this this is this is the kind of language from a judge that you would hear kind of if somebody if somebody had been arrested for drugs, you know that they're selling drugs on the street to try to pay for their habit, and you know there's this thing that judges go back and forth and on these these cases as to do they put them back in jail or do we put them in a rehab house and try to get them clean kind of thing, and that's exactly what's going on here. 
Because she goes on to say at one point, it's worth noting that despite what people say about CTF, these jail system, he experienced this, quote, mental health breakthrough with the help of the professionals there. So believing that an election was stolen and deciding to raise your your voice and attend a rally and a protest is now considered a mental health issue in this country. But think about it even worse from this standpoint. Who were these professionals that were there in the jail working on his mind? Giving thought therapy to him to coerce him and tell him that his thoughts are wrong. That he's not allowed to possess the thought that, he, that, that he's got. This is about not only criminalizing the speech of this individual. It's not only meant to control him going forward. And to make sure that they've got one that's, you know, been effectively re-educated. But she's also wanting to go after, wanting to know where he got this information. And the condition is that he's not allowed to get, get any additional information from anybody that doesn't tow the government line. A couple more things uh, that happened was she was, she made a comment that she was rewarding him. She was giving him the benefit of the doubt because he had earned it thanks to his hate letter against Trump, but also because um, she felt compelled by the toxic environment and the incredible pressure um, that that he had to resist um, by being in the jail unit where the other defendants are being held because they're, quote, radicalized. They're cult members. And you want to know what her evidence of that was? That they sing God bless America. No, they is it the national anthem? They either sing God Bless America or, oh, the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, no, that's Yeah, horrible. I know, right? Good grief. Uh-huh. This should chill every American. We have political prisoners in this country, and they're not being released unless they successfully complete the Red Guards struggle session. And if you think it's just going to end with him, you're incorrect. That's what Merrick Garland is all about with his letter. It will begin with him. Well, well, it actually began with Michael Flynn. See, right. this is all an extension of what's going on. That went, And this is what happens when you don't hold anybody accountable for crimes that were committed. Right? When the FBI and the DOJ got away with everything that they did, being weaponized against people for their political opinions, then they're going to turn it outward. At first, it was against anybody in Trump's orbit, Trump family, those close to him like Steve Bannon. And then it started spreading, Michael Flynn, the rest, and then it starts spreading outward. Then it, then it was the January 6th people. They also now have people scouring social media to see who the rest of us share those ideologies. Anybody who questions the outcome of an election, we're all patriot extremists now. And then it, then it extended to parents. That's what this Mayor Garland thing was all about today. That's why they brought him in today. Which was a complete waste of, of time and effort. Trying to turn that any parent... That dares to question what's going on in these school boards now needs to be reeducated. They wanted, they literally wanted to take that parent whose daughter had been raped in a bathroom and throw him in jail. And I guarantee you, they were going to put him through this struggle session. Same thing that these January 6th defendants went through. And this one, this one capitulated. That father was going to probably be denied bail until he was willing to admit that the school board did nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with transgender restrooms, nothing wrong with young men wearing skirts in there and raping young girls. That was the plan for him. That's the plan for all of us. 
This is not just relate. This is not just about the January 6th people or the parents. This is coming for all of us, just like it came for everybody in Mao's revolution. And remember the Chinese, former Chinese citizen, Z, who spoke to the Loudoun County School District and said, I came here from China to escape this. I grew up in Mao's revolution. And what we have going on here is an American version of it. That's what every bit of this is about. Are you going to cave? You going to cave? Dan Bongino didn't because it also is related to COVID and using your voices against the tyranny coming. Dan Bongino hasn't been on all week on his on his syndicated show because he spoke out against him. He still got his podcast. I'm sure he's going to be okay financially, but that's a hero to me because he was willing to risk money and his career to stand up for freedom. That's what we have to do. We cannot be like this January 6th defendant. We've got to, we've, we've got to stand up for our freedoms because our country is literally hanging in the balance. I know I'm well past the point of a break, Skins. Anything you want to add before we go to a break? No, you're just spot on. You know, you always you have to ask yourself, if not now, when? You're like, you can't be silent now and hope it gets better. It's not going away. No, it's not. It's only going to get worse. Does it ever get better? Did it ever get better with you as a kid when you gave your lunch money or your lunch to the bully? When did it ever it's get only better? when you stand up. When you punch him back between the eyes. And quite frankly, there wasn't enough of that going on in the Trump administration. He actually thought he could, he could make friends with people there and get along. He Biggest underestimated mistake. And it, he underestimated it, and here we are. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got to get to the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff. The Biden administration is coming to tax money you ain't even earned yet. <laughs> Can't make this up. <laughs> Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. There's so much crazy going on. I mean, Skins just handed me this article where there's young women saying that humans were a mistake, right? So so they're choosing sterilization. Listen, if you're a human being saying humans are a mistake, I hope you do get sterilized. Please get your tubes tied, young women, because we do not need, we do not need any more of you, okay? Good grief. Y'all recognize that laugh. That's my man, Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor here tonight. I got a few stories I got to run by him because I I heard this story the other day and I was like, did I hear what? Do I need to clean the wax out? I'm watching the news and I hear that as part of this new social justice warrior spending plan that's going to cost trillions and trillions of dollars, um, the way they're going to pay for it is they're going to start taxing unearned income. And I'm like, Unearned income. What? Uh, what does that even mean? Unearned income. They're going to be taxing like next year's income when I hadn't even I hadn't even earned it yet. So of course I had to reach out to our man Elhoff. He is the financial guru and the financial thought doctor to help us understand that and more. Hello, my dear. Hey, Dynamite. How are you? Well, I'm good and always fun to be on the show with you. Anything you want to say about these women sterilized, getting sterilized so they don't reproduce because humans were a mistake? Oh my. Gosh, the only thing I, I wish was that maybe their parents had thought about them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you can say that because you're a military hero. You 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 wore the uniform. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, okay. uh, I tell you, that's what, you know, when you talk about that, that's the whole issue. What if your parents thought that way? Right. Crying out loud. Well, it's so stupid. I mean, this is, this is what we've done. And I don't know if these are coming out of colleges and universities, but this is the kind of insanity, self-hatred, right? Hatred of your own self, hatred of your own, you know, species at this point. And it's and and hatred it's, of your country. Hatred of your country. And they obviously hate America with the extent of which they are in the process of literally destroying it. The Biden administration with the open borders, with um, the Afghanistan disaster that it was. And, of course, economically. So um, while we've got eight dollars a gallon of gas in some places in California, we've got inflation going through the roof. We're already 30 trillion dollars in debt. They're wanting to spend us into oblivion and their idea is to pay for it by taxing something called unearned income. What the stink is that? Well, I'll tell you something. It's just not that. That's that affects over 750 billionaires. You know, but where is this coming from? What happened in Nazi Germany? What happened in communist Russia? All the rich people were taken down, right? Mm -hmm. And there was no more rich people other than the government. The bigger the government, the smaller the person. And the government never shrinks itself. Right. Once they get in a program, they never take it out. It only grows and becomes a big cancer on everybody else's situation. So it's not just the billionaires, but what about this idea that the IRS is going to monitor any bank account that mm-hmm. has more than $10,000 transaction in it per year? Well, yeah, and that, that's that's a great point because what's going on is the left loves to, uh, you know, to to foster the idea that these wealthy evil people, how dare they have all this money when people are suffering? That they're they're reaching out to these the the, ty- the type of person that would say I should be sterilized because humans were a mistake, right? The idiots right. of the world, right? And we and we've got far too many of them. When the reality is, is the one percenters, the the the, the rich pay what seventy percent, if not. 80% of all the taxes in this country. Um, but everybody pays tax in one way or another. We're taxed to death. It's been a, since the 16th Amendment was started, that was only supposed to be about taxing the rich, right? It wasn't right. supposed to, no, and, and it was only supposed to be income tax. It was never supposed to be about all the rest of us uh, paying well, income look tax. At, look at the taxes on the per gallon that people are paying. It's ridiculous. What about the taxes on everything else that you buy? State and local income taxes and everything else that's going on. So you also sent me something about Janet Yellen appointing someone to be to increase racial equity. Yes, this is the um, U.S. Department appointed the first counselor for racial equity. It's the racial equity czar um, at the Department of Treasury. That put a chill up my spine, Elhoff, because I'm like, the Department of Treasury, that's whose name's on the check, even though it's taken from taxpayers. So what is this racial equity czar going to be doing at Treasury? Well, I'll tell you what they're going to be doing. They're going to do everything they can to keep people enslaved to the Democrats. Because that's what it's going to be. It isn't about giving them, it isn't about 
capitalism. It isn't about giving them a better chance. I mean, I would be embarrassed to tell, have people tell me that I need help Mm -hmm. because I got no hair or because (laughs) I got... (laughs) I don't want to pay for you to get plugs, okay? Pay for that yourself, people. Exactly. But (laughs) that's what it's going to end up doing because that's what Social Security, that's what all these programs are doing. They're allowing people to just get by and not go out and do something for themselves. The bigger the government, the smaller the person. It's about it's about expanding the dependency class. What she said in her in her statement today was, you know, COVID, uh, the people that got hurt the most and lost their jobs were the minorities. So now we've got to take over Treasury and implement equity programs. COVID didn't take anybody's job away from them, Elhoff. The government did. No. And they were strategic exactly. with the businesses they took down. They knew that if they took took down restaurants, that it would force their minority people, particularly Hispanics here in California, it would it would put them in an impoverished situation. Situation. Then they put them on the dole. That was about expanding the dependency class. And then they can come in and say, look, you're suffering. We need to do more to help you. So now we're going to go and take more from these people over here, these evil business owners, these billionaires, these this, these that. And we're going to give it to these people over here. And when the end result is you're absolutely right, it's going to be what happened in Russia and other places to where they're going to take down the billionaires. They're not going to have anything left after they redistribute it to everybody. The government, they're they're going to take down the billionaires. For every dollar they take from a billionaire, they're going to put it into the government, and about five cents is going to be redistributed to everybody else. And now the only thing that's going to be equally distributed eventually is poverty and misery. Totally. And the other thing is, remember this: is that even though they're trying to say they're going to tax the uh, billionaires, they also are going to take state and local taxes, salt taxes, and remove that limit on it, which is going to create billions of dollars going back to the rich. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but I I want to follow up on your point you made about going after accounts that with more than $600 in them. It don't buy into this. If if you are one of these people stupid enough to think you should self sterilize because humans are evil. Don't, Don't be buying into the crap that this is these types of the things are only going to hurt the rich. They are about to hire 80,000 IRS agents to go after the low-income and the middle-income Americans. And what's that going to cost? $80 billion mm-hmm. to hire those 80,000 people to nose into your business, folks. I don't know about you, but I don't need anyone else nosing into my business. So what can people do? How can you help them? All right, folks, it's going to take a different way to think. You have to think the way the government thinks. You have to think the way the corporation thinks. And I talked about it last week. It's called the velocity of money. you got to find ways to put a dollar to work that's going to work for you more than once. Most people, what they do, Andrea, they put it in a savings account. What's that doing for them? Absolutely nothing. Right. It's rotten away in there with inflation, fees, taxes, and everything that's taking place. You got to have velocity of money effect, and what that means is money at rest stays at rest, and it gets eaten away. Money in motion, 
And that's what I teach people how to do is to put money in motion so that they get one, two, three, four, five times what the the effect of the dollar working for them. Okay. And that's what it's going to take. And it takes some analysis. It takes some work by the individual. All right. Well, okay. So um, how do they get a hold of you? Because then you're going to give them some homework. Yep. I'll give them some homework. I'll send them a package, a, a get well package financially. And the best way to do it is text me at 619-548-0965 or email me at dave at com. All righty. And I will get back to them immediately. I need their name, email address, or their physical address if they don't have computer resources. Well, thank you for being here. People need to wake up and wise up, and they need to start making their money work for them because we're having less and less of it with this inflation yeah. and with the, with the, the Biden tax burdens that are coming. So next totally. week, and then next week, you're going to make sure we know how to see your movie. The, yes. ba- the baby boomer dilemma. All right, got to leave it there. Perfect. I'm up against All the right. clock. All right, thank you, my dear. All right, stay tuned because we've got another kind of hilarious, if not sad, if not national security issue story to share with you before we end tonight's show. What? Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K A Y E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Okay, so um, the U.S. has issued its first passport that has a gender as uh, option as X. Skins, your thoughts? Uh, just be quite frank, it's stupid. Yeah, it's incredibly stupid because, and the the government official who's behind this said, now those who, you know, um, uh, have struggled with their identity or whatever can have the, can have, feel the, the respect and the dignity that they want to feel that their document matches how they feel inside. Our, our government issued documents, especially the passport, are supposed to be about national security, right? It's supposed to be about a background check has been done on you. A background check has been done and you're safe, right? It's not supposed to be about your feelings. You want a document that shows your feelings, write a poem, okay? But make it a haiku because nobody wants to read some long diatribe about your feelings, okay? This is insane. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. I don't know why I'm in a good mood. Ha, 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 ha.